for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is January 4th, 2022, and today's podcast is all about a late-season hunt in Missouri. Alright, welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blicey, and today's episode is 195. 195, it is getting up there, we're climbing up, we're almost to 200. Not sure what I want to do for the 200th episode, it's kind of a pretty big deal. If anybody out there has any ideas, just uh, shoot them out this way. I'd like to get everybody's ideas and uh, maybe we'll do something like that. I'm thinking maybe of a round table with a couple buddies or something like that, Uh, some... Got some ideas, but if anybody has any ideas, shoot them out. I'd be greatly appreciated. So today is the first episode of the new year, 2022. Can't believe it. We got through 21. Hopefully 22 will be just as, well, just as good. Hopefully it's going to be a lot better. But uh, as far as a deer season goes, 21, I can, I don't know if I'll ever beat that, but uh, be great if I could this year. So if you guys have been listening to the last, I think, two, no, last podcast with Dan Smeltz, it sounds a little echoey in the audio, and the reason being is because I'm in my new office, but there's literally nothing in here other than drywall and cement floors, so it's going to be a little echoey until I get carpet in here and acoustic panels up on the wall, so you're just going to have to bear with me a little bit on that. Um, it doesn't sound terrible, but it is a little echoey, so... Just a disclaimer there. So, you know, I've been briefly hitting on what is coming here in 2022 for some new partners. And uh, I do want to start 
talking about those partners because this is the first episode of the new year. So these contracts are kicking in and uh, I want to get the word out there about these products because these products are awesome. First and foremost, I do want to start by talking about Hunter's Box Club. So the month of January, I've been talking about Hunter's Box Club. The month of January, we are running a box with the fall t-shirt. We have a new design, a new logo that's going to be on this t-shirt Um, And it's going to run the whole month of January. So it'll end on January 31st. So if you're listening to this a year or two from now, you know, that happened two years ago, January of 2022. (laughs) So it ends on January 31st, 2022. The first 50 boxes are free. So basically, if you pay the shipping, you get the first 50 boxes for free. Now, You only can do that if you go to the podcast show notes and you click the link in there. There's a free link and you use that link, then your box will be free. So if you don't, then you'll have to go to huntersboxclub.com, sign up and join and uh, the fee will go up a little bit, but it's really not that bad for what you're getting. You get a a t-shirt in there, a high quality t-shirt that is printed in the U.S., so that's great. And also you get one to three bonus surprise items. So that's pretty cool. But uh, go check them out. And if you want a free box, then go to the show notes and there's a free link there. Click that and follow that. So next on the list is Helix Broadheads. This is a product that I am super excited about because I use them all year this year, killed three awesome bucks with them and have had no issues. It's a single bevel fixed blade broadhead. You can get 100 grain, 125 or 150 grain. You can get a right or left bevel. Uh, Like I said, single bevel. It is a solid blade design, makes it for a quiet flight. These arrows or these, these broadheads are not loud when you shoot them at all. Stainless steel design. I'll tell you what, man, these things are deadly. Great blood trails. I, like I said, I'm three for three with them right now. I've shot two deer at 54 yards with them and I shot uh, you know, another deer at 11 yards penetrates like an SOB. Go check them out. Uh, you know, look at the Helix Broadheads. Go to their social media channels. Check them out. Learn more about, about them because they are deadly. Last but certainly not least, Novix Tree Stands. Novix has a good thing going on. Novix Tree Stands are badass. I'm going to actually get Jeff or um, Caden, one of them on from Novix here soon to talk about these things. I'm excited. I have an Echo and I have a Hilo. You can use both of these stands for mobile hunting if you want, but personally, the way I do it, I really like the Hilo. It fits really well for me. It's 10.2 pounds. That's the stand is. That is with the pad and the double straps. Um, I think it's nine pounds and something without that stuff, but the platform's 26 and a half by 16. It's a, it's a compact stand. It's awesome. The sticks, you know, you can use a stick quiver if you want to put your sticks on there. You can get double sticks. You can get single sticks. You can get minis. I mean, you name it. But the Echo is a stand that, you I mean, you could be mobile with it for sure, but I would, that is more like a preset stand for me. Uh, it is 11.5 pounds, and it's 30 inches by 19 and a half. So, Really good products. Um, I'm excited to use those going forward. All made in the USA, which is awesome. Uh, They offer great versatility. Check them out on their social channels. If not, go to novixoutdoors.com and check them out. So with that being said, I do not want to be on here that long whoring out, but it is what the nature of it is. Um, Today's podcast and brief is a late season success. Wow. 
late season success story from Missouri. Um, my buddy Tyler Bentley is on, and we are talking about that this episode. Wow, I just cannot talk today. We are talking about his late season Missouri hunt where he killed a great buck. It is actually the first podcast that we recorded here in my new studio, in my new house. So pretty pumped about it. Uh, I guess with that being said, thank you for all the support, all the downloads. Let's get to this interview with Tyler, and let's have a lot of fun. So hopefully everybody's new year the holidays, first and foremost, went great, but hopefully 2022 is going to be great for everybody. So let's get to this interview, and I'm going to let take it from here. All right, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. We are here in studio. I, I need to come up with a name for the studio, I feel like, but uh, I've got my first guest in the studio, and you know, a lot of people probably would have guessed this because he's been on a, quite a bit lately, but it's Tyler Bentley, my buddy Tyler. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? I'm glad you could make the trip up here. We're actually going to be doing, uh, we're going to be building a desk, a pod te- podcast desk in my office. So basically to kind of give everybody the scenario, uh, everybody knows I'm building a house, but uh, the house is not done yet, but the inside's getting there. Uh, so basically I've moved my office over to the house. So I work down here, but I'm using a makeshift desk and uh, I've got you know, all the mics set up right now, and I'm eventually going to be doing more in-studio podcasts when I can. And Tyler's the first one in-studio, so thanks a lot, man. I feel pretty famous right now. (laughs) You should. (laughs) Look at these deer, these deer on the table that you've, uh, that you killed this year. You had one hell of a year. You had your best year this year, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's my best year for sure. It's pretty sweet. You got three racks laying on that side. I got three racks laying on this side, so. (laughs) There's a lot of bone in this uh, room. That's pretty, um, that's pretty cool. It means we're doing something right, I think. Yeah, we're just trespassing and cheating. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are uh, recording today. Like I said, we're building a podcast table later today, and uh, you had some wood. You're gracious enough to give me some uh, roughs on wood, and it's going to be a badass podcast table. I think what I'm going to do is do a plexiglass top, but underneath, I'm going to put all my old deer tags in it. Yeah, that's so I think that'd be really cool. Heck yeah, dude. But uh, what have you been up to, man? Not much. I uh, just got back from Missouri, I don't know, three days ago. Uh, went out there and... Three days ago? Was that? Yeah. I shot on the 20th. 20th? Well, I guess I was... Uh, what am I thinking? That was What's a week ago. Seven days ago. 28th. Dude, yeah. I, I bumped my head. Sorry. Yeah. I came home the day after I killed. <laughs> he lives under power lines. <laughs> yeah, dude. For sure. I forgot Christmas was in between this. And New Year's all, is in a couple all, days. All the days are just meshing together at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just spent the holidays and had Christmas and that type of stuff. So hell yeah, dude. Well, Tyler lives an hour South of me. Basically he made the trip up. I greatly appreciated him doing that, but he, uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, Lauren's deer, your girlfriend, she shot her first buck on your Missouri farm this year. And then we did a podcast about your other deer, right? I think we did. No, we did not. I don't think so. I think I briefly like talked about it, but we were talking about. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. That's right. Yep. And then he just went back down there and filled his second tag. Late season, uh, hell of a buck. Is it your best buck? Um, as far as score, probably not. I think the other ones actually score a little bit better, but he's definitely a five-and-a-half-year-old. I think oldest he's buck, my, think? my oldest buck for sure. And, um, yeah, he's cool. Like I said, he's he's not the highest score, but he's he's definitely the oldest buck I've he's, killed. Dude, he's a stud. He's got a real cagey basket rack tall carries his mass good um but he's just like you said we'll get into it here but like what you said you told me you've had encounters with him uh 
in 2019, yeah, right? And 2000, he was about the same size. Yeah, yeah. In 2019, we were almost thinking he was. <clears throat> 2019, we were almost thinking he was like four and a half. Really? That's kind of what we were thinking. Like he wasn't getting any bigger. Uh, my buddy Chris out there has a bunch of pictures of him, and he's like, "Man, this deer's just not getting bigger. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Just some deer just don't turn into 180s. You right. know, some deer just peak out 130, 140. Yep. You know, so." um 2019 chris was like hey if you see this deer shoot him i'm mm-hmm. like all right cool you know I'm, I'm cool with killing a three and a half year old in the first place heck yeah um so three or four i was tickled pink either other way but uh yeah i almost killed him in 2019 had him in bow range and nick nick Kohili actually hung that stand and i haven't climbed. rick cooley rick cooley <laughs> and uh he's just a little dude well i get in the stand and i have this encounter he comes in I go to draw my bow and there's like a branch and i'm like half drawn i could not even get my bow drawn because there's really? so much shit it needed to be trimmed out it was just kind of a shitty, shitty situation. So, but he just walked right by twenty yards, broadside, made a scrape on camera, and yeah. And then I kind of just figured I'd never see that deer again. You know, that's just kind of the. So let's break down. Let's go back a little bit. Let's break down Missouri and what got you to Missouri. What year it was? Like what year did you get the farm? Uh, 2019 was my first year. 2019 fall. So, did a whole bunch of work on the farm. You put in food plots, all that stuff, um, and then kind of explain your buddy Chris and he like what they have and like lay out the lay of the land for everybody listening. So they don't get confused about like what property you shot this deer on and right. why you weren't seeing them on your farm, stuff like that. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I leased the property basically just like an online property. You find stuff online, leased it like base camp, like or base something. camp. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. And that's kind of because I've never hunted Missouri. didn't know much about Missouri being 10 hours away. Like I'm going in blind, so mm-hmm. I can't just like, go out there and door knock. It would have been right. really tough. So I picked something up off base camp, and I kind of thought that's going to be my foot in the door with hunting Missouri. So picked up like a 90-acre lease, essentially, <clears throat> and uh, Nick went out there with me. And Nick's like, well, now that you got a lease, we got a, you know, point zero or a home base, I home guess you base, call it. Yep. He's like, I'm going to, at the time I had a Rambo bike, he's like, I'm going to ride around and do, talk to all your neighbors. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever you think. He would do that. He would. So I'm, you know, I'm setting up my property for the first time and Nick's riding down the road on the, the bike. And uh, he's like, come over here. I just met some guys, which is my closest neighbor. There's not many neighbors. There's like five yep. because um, Chris is essentially whose door he knocked on and he got a no right off the get from Because Chris. Chris is a big hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, not a chance. Him and his dad and his dad's like, come on, man. You know, these, they're, they're cool guys, you know, whatever. And uh, he ended up letting Nick hunt. And then once becoming friends with Chris and Chris's dad, he's just like, dude, just come stay at our house. And he's like a mile from my farm. That's so perfect. After three years of building a relationship with Chris and his dad, like I don't stay at hotels. I go stay right at Chris's house. That's awesome. And, and you can pull your camper if you want to, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. This year, Lauren and I pulled the camper out and just kind of gave him space. We took the camper and Lauren and I had a cool weekend and stuff like that. But So how does Chris, like what does Chris and his dad do? Why they have so much land? Uh, cattle farmers. They, okay. So they own, I want to say 2,400 acres of cattle farm, but mm-hmm. it's a business operation. It's not whitetail farms. Like it's... There's, you know, that's their livelihood. That's their cattle. livelihood. Yeah. So like deer is kind of on the back burner. I mean, it sounds like a lot of land and it sounds really ideal, but it's a lot of big non-huntable cattle farm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of cows. So I got you. So they have all this land, they hunt it as well. And don't they lease it out to other guys also? They have quite a few rifle hunters that come in. Um, you know, obviously in the past, the last 20, 30 years, uh, Lenny, which is Chris's dad, you know, guys knock on his door, offered a rifle hunt or, you know, I don't want to get too crazy in the money, but like, hey, 500 bucks, can I come hunt this week right. for rifle? And next thing you know, you got a bunch of rifle guys all coming in, um, rifle hunting this property. So that's kind of a little bit of a downside, but. Yeah, but you know, 
I I could only imagine having so much ground like that. Trying to supplement the cost a little bit, just a little yeah. bit would help, you know. I think he said something like the property they had in the hunting that they were charging X amount of rifle hunters was not even covering their property taxes. Really? Yeah. So wow, it's uh, it's a lot of land. That's for yeah. sure. So, so with Nick getting that permission, you guys going down there making friends, like you guys, Nick killed a good buck with them, right? 2019, the, first, the 19. first year down there. Yep. Yep. He killed a good one. Late season, you were filming them. I was. And that's on the rise, what was it, 2019? What segment? Segment seven. Segment seven. So he killed a good one. And then, so Nick hasn't been hunting Missouri, right? He has not. He just hunted it in 2019 with me. Okay, so then in 20, did you hunt late season with Chris then on his farm, or did you hunt I did. your farm? I did. I hunted I hunted my farm a little bit, but mainly I went down to to hunt late season with Chris because okay. he's got like standing crops and standing. Yeah. So it's a little bit better late season than my farm. For sure. So when did you, okay, this deer that we're talking about is called, what'd you guys name him? Bully buck. The bully buck. Okay. So he's just probably pain in the ass. He's an asshole. <laughs> it, it, oh it, shit. It's cool. I've never seen a buck that was that big of an asshole. Like, really? Yeah, dude, it's cool. Nick's got video of him coming in and tipping the decoy over and stuff in 2019. So Nick had an encounter with him too. I just realized that. Really? Yeah. He was hunting behind Chris's house and they stuck the decoy right out because they didn't have food plot. Hunt out of a box blind. Decoys at like 20 yards. Bully buck sees it from 300. Comes from 300 all the way in. Tips the decoy over and pieces out. Hmm. He He's just like an asshole deer. It was cool. Even the day that we shot him, this little busted up buck come in. And uh, bully buck sees him. He's like, nope. Walks right to him. Puts his head down and literally escorted him out of the field. Just, oh, Doyle rules. Just walked him out of the field. Like, yeah. no, you're not coming here. Bye. Just... That's cool. You know, what is it? It's got a little transition here. Is it a Missouri thing to hunt out of box blinds with bows? It I is. I feel like that's what Missouri It's very do. stereotype type of bull, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is, dude. It's it's a comfort thing. and um, I, I, Yeah, I, I'm not downplaying it at all, but I just feel like a lot of people from Missouri, they hunt out of box blinds with a bow. They do. Majority. Yep. It's when you got that much land and you know where the deer live and you can put in food, you want to sit in a tree stand or you want to sit in a box blind? Yeah, I, I can see that, but it's so restricting to me. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of restrictions, especially if you're, even if you're filming or if you're not filming, there's just a lot of restrictions. I agreed 100%. I will I will definitely say I do not enjoy filming out of a box blind. Yeah. I would way rather have a camera arm in a tree stand. You have to freehand it. And then bow hunting for me, you know, growing up in Michigan, you can draw your bow and you can turn, you know, 180 degrees and shoot. Right. When you're a box blind, you got a 12-inch window. So. Yeah, and, and even when you like situate the box blind, it's like, okay, this is going to be perfect. But then you look over to the left, and it's like, this window's not perfect now. Right. You know? So there's like never, I really, I feel like the only box blind or even type of blind that you can even shoot out of and film out of good is like a Primo's double bull because of that oh, front right. window. Like a you turkey know? blind type yep. deal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely ideal. But <clears throat> yeah, those type of guys, they're like, I'm going to hunt. Like Chris, he hunts one specific deer every single year. Really? And he kills that deer every single year, like 100% of the times. So like, have you seen the amount of deer and big deer he's killed? Dude, I, I don't think it's exaggerating <sighs> to say he's got like 10 or 12 deer over 160. And he, wow. And he kills them every year with his bow. He's never killed a buck with a gun. He's just a freaking slayer. Just a, just a bow hunter. Yeah, doesn't really have social media. Doesn't not at, You wouldn't know. He's just a freaking slayer. Silent dude. killer, man. Silent killer, yeah. So, I mean, he's got some in the 80s with, you know, double split G2s mm-hmm. on both sides. Big, big bucks. and. That's cool. That's the, those guys are unique to me because yeah. they don't want to be. 
I, I was just on a podcast with the Exodus guys, and we were talking about the the most well known DIY kill, big buck killers uh, that nobody knows. And there's a trend. I said, I was like, guys, there's a trend here. Like these guys that we're naming don't want to be in the limelight. Right. They are. There's a reason that they do the things they do and they don't like gloat or nothing. You know what I mean? They just like being to themselves. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And me, you know, I'm not a big buck killer, but I, yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Dude, <look laughs> I at, just get lucky. Look at the stats. Look at the stats, bro. Look behind me. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm not a big buck killer. It's um, a 170 typical sitting a foot from me. <laughs> um, you're just touching it. You're stroking it over there. Like I need luck. I need luck. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. So back to the story a little bit here. When did Chris first find out about this deer that you know of? Bully Buck. So he had pictures of Bully Buck in 2018. He, it might even have been 17. almost been 18. I don't know. I know that he is insane OCD about his trail cameras and his trail cam photos. If you've seen his desktop, there's not room <laughs> for another folder. And he knows every deer we see within a millisecond. Like he knows really? his cows. Like his cows, he doesn't look at the cow tags. He knows his cows. He's like by oh, name, yeah, name pr- pretty much. Jeez. I'm like, dude, how do you know? Like he just has this thing with with deer specifically and cows, but he knows exactly what deer it is. He's like, oh, I got pictures of him in the crops in two years ago. I'll show you exactly which deer it is. Go to this folder on this date, and here's that buck. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, dude. And he's like, oh, I got sheds from that deer. Let me go to here. Oh, here's a shed. Here's a photo. Yep. Okay, that's him. Like. It is like mad scientist level. Like that's crazy. Yes. So I'm just turning my levels up here. I'm trying to get a little more comfortable. I'm trying to figure out this whole studio thing, man. Usually yeah, I'm like, usually I'm in my underwear filming. Or, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Recording, You're not kidding. Recording in my skivvies, my long handles. <laughs> uh, so he finds out about this deer. Let's just call it 17 or 18, somewhere in there. And what, have you ever talked to Chris about it? Like, was he a deer that was like showing potential or, you know, one that was going to be on the list or he just kind of want to see if it was going to blow up? Like how, how'd that play out? So this buck was, I mean, he had pictures of him. Chris's straight trophy deer management. Like he manages like the, I don't know, the juries or Lukowski's. Like or, I do here in Michigan, basically. <laughs> not, not, so no, much. not so much. So five and a half or he's not looking at it, period. Like it doesn't matter if it's 130 or 170, it's got to be five and a half. And that's his, that's his rule. Good like, on him, man. That's his rule straight up. And he, and he's made me pass deer that are bigger than ones over here because that's his rule. And, and I understand it. That's really what you're trying yeah. to do. You're trying to grow mature deer, but um as far as bully buck i think he just he knows every one of his deer he he knew him when he was young he got older 2019 i think he offered nick to kill this buck he's like hey there's a buck behind my house and he was five then i don't know no 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 he must have been like three or four okay gotcha and he's like hey this buck is not getting any bigger you can tell normally you can tell i'm not not all the time but most of the time you can tell if that buck's gonna blow up or not right yep he's like hey he's kind of staying the same he's not really nothing special he's just a nine pointer Nick, if you want to try to kill him, maybe we'll get him in range. He come in, knock the decoy over. Nick's like, no, you know, he's probably 115, 120 mm-hmm. inch deer. He's like, I'm good. You know, I'm not going to shoot him. Right. So Nick passed him. And then I was like, I'll shoot him. I don't care. <laughs> he's not good in enough. In 19? In 19. Okay. If he's not good enough for Nick, I'll, I'll kill him. I don't care. I don't discriminate. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Michigan, bro. It's good enough for me. So uh, Rick Cooley just pisses excellence every day. He does, dude. He can be picky. Hey, he didn't kill a buck this year, though. I, I know. Mean, we should give him shit on the air he's when in, he's not here. He's in North Dakota, and tomorrow's temperature said negative 24. Good so, job, Rick. Good, good luck. We'll, I mean. we'll see if he kills one out there. But, uh, yeah, so that year, 2019, I think it was like November 
two days before gun season, so I don't know, November 12th, 13th. One of those days, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but that was the day I was telling you he came in bow range and I couldn't get a shot off, but I was for sure going to kill him. <laughs> and this was on Chris's farm, not your farm. Chris's farm behind Chris's house. So okay. I, I also transitioned to leasing my farm. I do lease my farm, but I also hunt with Chris on permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of got a good setup there. So I went, Heck yeah. So I went from, you know, having just my 90, whatever it is, acres to plus 2,400, but on the 2,400, five and a half for don't look at strict. it strict strict yep. unless yep. it's a buck like that in a weird specific situation yeah. where he's not going to get no bigger for sure and those are the deer like i shot one in missouri like that a couple years ago that just he wasn't going to mount anything i never got him aged but from you know the body size and what we figured everybody we talked to he was at least four and a half could be five and a half who knows i really don't know uh but every picture that we had of him every encounter we saw him he was bullying every deer yeah. like every we'd have trail cam videos and he's just like pushing everything around he'd come into a food plot and just freaking drive every deer out of the food plot yeah. and he was a shit rocket like That's this crazy. deer was like 110 inches you so know i wonder if there's a correlation between like little pissed off bucks and like not growing big antlers like is it like little man syndrome it's got to be like, like oh just syndrome. they're pissed off they don't got much on their head packing and they're just mad at the world or or it's just like roid rage right like you know <laughs> right. he's just a waterhead he just like looks like he's full of water out there right that's funny because it seems like <clears throat> every bully buck you hear of is just like you said like a little shit rocket like just a shit rocket. they're just never packing you never see a 170 inch bully yeah and I'll shoot those deer out all day. If if anybody out there listening has some shit rocket deer <laughs> that are like of age, I'll I'll you know pull a pull the the card. I'll come in and do it. Your mic's gonna fall. Hang on, just a second. Technical difficulties. That's why we gotta make a new table today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I felt like it was getting closer to my face. And I, I was like, am I going to push this away a little bit? It, it was like it was like slowly like creeping in on me. I realized I was like <laughs> sitting back here. I'm like. It might move again, this table. We're using like this white <clears throat> lifetime table. I should take a picture of this just so we know where the roots come from. I, I brought the camera. We'll yeah. take a picture. For when the first podcast, you know, that we record in here and then what it will be, you know, however long. Am I yeah. still good there? You should be good. Okay. If you, uh. I'll let you know if it keeps moving, but you're good. <laughs> yeah, technical difficulties here. We're back. We're back. We're back. So, all right. So you passed him up, or didn't pass him up. You couldn't get a shot at him. Tried to shoot him, but couldn't. And I was getting ready to say, anybody ever got shit rocket deer out there, I'll come and shoot them. Just let me know. <laughs> um, you know, 
you don't have to give me a place to stay. Just tell me where he's at, and I'll go get him. That's it. Yeah, that's right. I'm just I'm just helping everybody out. That's all I'm here to do. He's, he's good enough for us, man. Where we're <laughs> from and what hey. we got. Hey, Jack. I'm not discriminating at all. I like killing bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. So anyway, that was in 19. You had good good footage of him encounter. Didn't happen. Coming into 20, what happened? Uh, 20 was a shit show. It was hot. If you remember anything about the. Midwest in 2020. I think yep. we podcasted with Casey that year. Yep. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's 70 degrees. I probably should just go home. But when you, at that time, I was super busy with work and I had like a 10 day window. And that was my 10 day window. So driving home 10 hours and coming back wasn't in the cards. Yep. So I sat all day, every day, and it was just hot. Just had a horrible year of hunting. Did you ever see the bully block? Or did Chris ever see him? Uh, we definitely had pictures of him. <clears throat> but I'm not sure if he encountered him or not. I'd have to ask him. If Did he, he blow up at all? How big was same he? deer? Like really? 20, 2019 to twenty twenty. I mean, he was literally the same deer. Okay. And then, how, how big was he then? You think, dude, in the twenties, one twenty. Yeah, as a nine point. Yeah, for okay. sure. I should have brought his sheds. I had his shed sitting on the counter. I forgot him, but yeah, yeah. So you never encountered him. You didn't kill a deer in Missouri in nope. twenty. Nope. In so, nineteen or twenty. So two years. Okay, so yeah, this is the third year, year, year you had the farm and you've tagged out this year. Yep. And look at you. I know. It took look me a minute. You. He's taking good notes, everybody. He that's, takes good notes of the that's podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you come to 21, and what's your mindset like? Like, you know, coming into the summer, your first trip down, going to put cameras out, do that stuff. What's your mindset? Uh, just pure determination. Like, pretty much feel like I got my ass kicked for two years. And Where's your head at as far as, like, what you're going to kill. Do you just want to get the monkey off the back? No, I don't because I've seen so many good deer down there in that amount of time. Yeah. It really takes you a couple years or at least a, a full season of really realizing what caliber of deer are in that area. Mm-hmm. In my first year down there, I passed some like, like I passed like a 130, like a really nice 130 because I also had 150s on camera. Yep. So now in retrospect, like, okay, those 150s and in my specific area, not all of Missouri, but just my specific area, we, we, there's not a lot of those big bucks. Like 130s are pretty common. Like yep. that's, a, that's pretty much what you go to Missouri for. So a, like a 140 is getting to be pretty darn good yeah. yep. there. Yep. For 150, sure. 160 is a giant. I mean, for, for 150, sure. 160 is a giant anywhere. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I was thinking for sure. Okay. So coming into to this year, did you have like... So the bully buck has never shown up on your farm, your nope. lease farm. So right. was he a thought in your mind or was it just like, hey, I'm going to go in, you know, see what I can get done. And then, you know, maybe late season. Was he ever a thought, I guess? He, he was a buck that I knew if Chris would let me kill him, I wanted to kill him. Because like, Chris wasn't going to kill him. Because Chris wasn't going to kill him. Because yep. Chris is trying to find the five and a half, which he is five and a half. But Chris also wants the good five and a half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Chris. Just like... He wants to kill the biggest, most mature. The buck. 160, 175. Yeah, yeah a, a 171 got killed just on his property this year. That was the buck we were trying to kill. With a gun? Yeah, with a gun. Oof. Oof. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a heartbreaker. Yep. So, so you're he's in the back of your head, though. Yeah. You're thinking about him. You know. So you've had a good buck on your farm the last couple of years, and he didn't show up this year, did he? That's the one I was probably talking about, the 170. It I, is. I never even told you. The one with the rope in his He got killed, yeah. Oh, really? That was him? The guy who found his sheds killed him. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because he had a rope in his antlers, what, last year or the year before? Yeah, he. I got pictures of him going down like October 28th, went down in this bottom, 
I don't know where the hell he went, but when he come back, he's dragging this like mule tape. Like he must have got caught in somebody's like fence or some shit. <laughs> and he's dragging thirty foot of rope, and he's already one hundred and seventy inch deer. So when you wrap him up in like rope, he just looks like this mega monster dragging all this. You know, he was a really cool buck, and uh, he carried that all the way into January. Chris had encounters really? with him in January, and he was dragging five foot. He looked like a hippie. Like when he put his head down, it was like his dreads were in his eyes. Like he was like. Just, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris almost killed him a couple times last year in January. Had multiple encounters with him. Like, Chris. Was he going to kill him? He was trying to kill him, yeah. Because yep. he was five and a half and he was huge, 170. You know, yeah. I think his sheds were like 170. Wow. And he was only 171 this year? He didn't grow at yeah, all? Yeah, he didn't grow. He, he dropped one of his splits. He just okay. straightened out a little bit. He was already fully mature and he just basically just like tightened up a little bit. You know, I heard something. I think it was Mark Drew said. If a deer has a split, he'll more than likely not have that split. The he'll next lose year after. his split. Isn't he'll that weird? It is. Yeah. So he had split twos and split threes, and then next year he just had just the split twos. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard him say that. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. But it, I've run into more instances with like buddies like yourself or whoever that has had split deer, and then they come back the next year and there's no split. It's like, yeah. Okay, there's something to it. That's weird. I don't know what it is to it, but it is. So. It's almost like they clean up their rack with age. Mm-hmm. in a weird way like they're like threes and fours they kind of got some weird shit going on and then they kind of just lose it and they, it's like they get more typical some, yep. sometimes not in all instances but typically they'll get they clean up it's weird right. that's cool so okay so the 170 gets killed you're we're into the 2000 we're coming into 2021 season the season we're in right now is Chris letting you know anything about the bully buck? Is he around? Is he like, hey, he's he's here? Yeah. You know, he, kind of thing. He, he showed me pictures. He said, hey, bully's behind the house again. Here he is. Look, same deer, not getting no bigger, just like I thought. You know, just yep. kind of like why I gave you the green light on him two years ago. What's his home range like? Pretty narrow? Pretty small. Really? He, yeah. Behind Chris's house is, I think Chris has 160 at his house. And then I think there's 600 acres of cattle farm across the street. But that much property only equates to like three spots because it's such big field right so you know from behind his house to across the street this would say a half mile so this buck is living within a half mile home range he just goes across the street and back behind chris's house he's i guess you that's the, his whole home range and that's how it, that's what it's been forever right? forever since 18 or how far is your farm from his house a mile i'm about a mile maybe and a, you, he's never shown up there never showed up on my farm where did the 170 get killed then you don't have to say like right behind my farm okay so Th- 300 yards from my tree stand Really? Yeah. But Chris wasn't getting pictures of him out of his house then? No. No, this this 170 is down by my farm. Gotcha. But Chris has farm all around me too. Oh, okay. Basically okay. from my farm all the way to Chris's, like you can drive it's for all a mile and a half. It's his on both sides of the Gotcha. Road. That makes sense. Okay. They got a lot of land, but like I said, so much of it's not huntable. So much is just big, mm-hmm. wide open pasture, you know. Yep. So you're coming into September. You're getting some good bucks on camera on your farm. You and Lauren go down, and we podcasted about this. Lauren, your girlfriend, shot her first buck. So yep. we, you can go back to and listen to that podcast as well. Uh, I can't remember what number that was. She's the cover art of it, though. Yeah. So you guys kill that deer, and then you come back end of October, right? Yes. And you kill a 10-point. Yep, 10-pointer. Yep, which he's laying right over there, beautiful deer. Your first buck. I mean, that had to be alone, like your first buck. Oh, yeah. On your lease farm in three years, it was like... For sure. That's got to be big. I, I finally, like, it kind of... I mean, Lauren killing off the farm was cool. Like, I'm super happy for her, but 96-inch buck, I was like, you know, it was cool. It was great. Everything's awesome. But, like, me putting three years of sweat equity and driving and all this stuff, like, to get that first buck killed off my farm, right. 
pure emotion, dude. I was I cried like a baby in my tree stand, you know. Been there. Yeah. So I made a horrible shot on him, spined him and you dropped him. I was like, oof. Just do better. And I just that's what happens when you kill one every three or four years. <laughs> you like shoot your bow a couple times. So just do better. No shame in that. But. Yeah. So you, that happens, and then you basically came back home and just you focused it because you had some good Michigan deer this year. I did. They're impossible to kill. I definitely tried. It's the first time I've hunted in November, just like you. Normally in the rut, you're gone. Yep. So this is like the first time in I think eight years or something that I've been home in November, that first week in November. Mm-hmm. So I got to chase some Michigan bucks around my farm and some ch- good ones. Chase my tail, but I had a couple cool encounters, but wasn't able to get one. Yeah. So then you're coming. Like, what was your plan for late season as far as your trips? When you're gonna do it? And what was your plan as far as you know, were were deer hitting your farm, or was the plan solely to just go to Chris's farm and and try to kill one of his old shit rocket deer it was gonna be go hunt wherever the deer are so i have lots of food on my property i have a big two acre turnip plot that's Mm -hmm. just massive i mean there's two foot tall turnips picture two acres of turnips big turnips so i knew i have a lot of food Um, but also in the back of my mind i went to missouri in 2020 in january and i got there january 7th i think their season goes to the 15th the buck that i was trying to kill in 2020 late season shed his horns like the buck you were trying to kill in 2020. Yep, in, Jan- shed his antlers in, in this January. Year. No, in January. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I threw you for a loop there. Sorry about that. Last season, when I went down late season, yep. in January, the buck I was trying to kill shed his horns shed. during yep. season. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, I don't want to go late because I don't want that to happen again. You don't want him to be all shed out. Right. So yep. obviously, I got my second tag in Missouri. Gun season's over with, and I'm watching the weather like a hawk from the second gun season's over with until, until I went, and I'm texting Chris like, what deer is showing, showing up? up. <laughs> We're showing up. You know, he's like, ah, I'm not sure. You know, this deer, this deer, this deer, a ton of like three and a half, four and a half year olds. And they made it past gun season. So him and I are on the same page. Don't shoot those deer because mm-hmm. they've already made it through the hardest part of the year and they're going to be big next year. Right. Um, so yeah, I just was texting him a lot, trying to figure out a game plan. What deer are we going to try to hunt? What deer are we going to try to kill? I got cell cameras going on my farm. He's got cell cameras on his farms. And, um, still from the beginning of the year where's i'm asking where's bully i want to kill bully i got i guess he's showing up he he said i don't know i haven't checked cameras over there so the only (laughs) only spot he's been is north of his house and he don't have cell cameras in that one specific spot and that's the only thing i want to know is he over there and uh so we get there and i'm like asking about bully hey where's bully i don't got nothing showing up on my farm that i can shoot you had some tweeners i had some tweeners it's you know some nice three and a half and honestly we have a really nice four and a half year old buck that's a stud he's 140 plus probably but he's on no, no shoot list. It's past mm-hmm. gun season. Let him live. Like, this is long-term type stuff. Yep. So, uh, you know, get down there, and I'm asking where Bully is, and he's like, he could be across the street. I don't know. And I feel like he freaking knows. He, he Even though he's there, like, that deer could be daylighting every day, and Chris would be like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> is he there or not? Let me know. Uh, so we went in blind, and uh, he showed up first sit over there, seen him on the very first sit. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We got to start breaking sorry. this down a little bit. So, <laughs> sorry. What day? What day is it? December what? Um, I think I left on the fifteenth. So first this been the sixteenth. First day would have been the sixteenth. You go in that evening to a box blind because that's what Missouri hunters do. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nothing wrong with it. Um, you go into a box blind on beans, staining beans. I tricked you. I, I it was a second sit that I saw him. I'm sorry. I was just you tricked re- me. I, I was just replaying everything in my head. We didn't have the right wind for across the street yet. He made me wait. I forgot about that. We so what'd you do? Just get drunk that night or what? No, we went and hunted a different spot. We hunted a spot I didn't really want to go sit, but that was the spot for the right wind. So it was a second okay. sit. Second sit, we finally went across the street. 
And that was where Bully could be. Okay, so you went across the street, sitting on beans. What happens then? So I'm asking Chris, you know, what deer over here? You know, he's like, man, there was there was one buck that we know is mature. I got a picture of him in late November. This is just this big 10 point. It's the only buck I can think of that's mature other than Bully. We know Bully's mature, mm-hmm. but we don't know which deer are in here. And um, probably after 40 minutes of sitting or so, first buck that pops out is Bully Buck, the very first buck. And he's on a turnip plot. So Chris has got, he just decided this year to put beans on the north side of the fence. And his old box blind and old turnips is like 150 yards facing the opposite direction. Well, Bully pops out on the turnips. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, Bully's on turnips. I'm like, no, he's not. He's like, yeah, he is. I'm like, dude, he's standing 20 yards in front of a different box blind. So is it open in between these two plots? Yeah, or like, does open. he have to, how, what's he got to do to get to your plot? So the plots are maybe 100 yards apart, tops, okay. with just a little bit of trees. So, you know, obviously we're praying, like, uh, hopefully he leaves the turnips and comes to the soybeans. And then out of the timber steps, the other mature buck, the other, the other deer. So who is this deer? This is a deer that Chris, he, he thinks he's at least four and a half, could be five and a half. It's just the only, like a really mature buck that showed up in November, came from further north. We don't know what deer he is. Just decided to winter here. Decided to come over here because obviously we got a lot of food, a lot of deer traffic, and those deer know. So yep. <clears throat> they'll herd up. You'll pull some of the neighbor's deer. What's this deer look like? Describe him. Um, probably mid forties, 10 pointer, like okay. bet better than the one I shot on Halloween. Okay. And so I, you're like, I oh, see him. I'm like, well, oh, hell yeah. Go. I'm like, what deer is that? And, and Chris says it like kind of quiet. Like, I think that's the other mature deer. Almost like, I don't want to tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause I'm like, hell yeah. You know, let's go green light. <laughs> yeah. Green light. You know? So that buck comes in, hops the fence. He's eating the beans. Probably another 20, 30 minutes goes by. Bully works his way over, hops the fence. Now Do you, you have a lot of deer in front of you. Uh, a couple, couple does eating out there, okay. a couple little bucks. I think there's two little bucks, two little doe, or two does, and then now now two and a half, or two five and a half year old bucks standing on the beans. How far? They're at like 60. They're at like 60. Oh, that's a chip shot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and you're sitting in a box blind, if you can picture this, like a square box blind on a square bean field, and they're like in the far left-hand corner. So okay. the bow windows are straight. There is no angled octagon blind like a redneck or something. Mm-hmm. So there's no shot. I'm like, shit. You know, so me and Chris got to get up, switch seats. It was a nightmare to try to switch seats. Ugh. And, um, dude, we watched him forever. I think an hour went by. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. A whole hour. Like, they, they were just at 60. Just eating. Just eating at 60. And yards. he's not, the bully buck's not pushing this deer off? I, I don't know why he wasn't, but that deer, he just was cool with rolling with. I don't know if he lost a fight once or what happened, but... Hmm. Um, because that night that busted up one came in too, and he gave him the scowl, like, get the hell out of here. Maybe he only picks on deer that are younger than him. Could be. I don't know. know. He's got issues. He does have issues. (laughs) So Uh, what happens then? I mean, these deer at 60, do they just hover there and just kind of leave or what? So they hung out there for a while and I shot my bow that day and I told Chris, I said, dude, I can shoot 50 yards at a, at a deer that's head down in the beans not alert and hasn't took a step in five minutes i can shoot 50 yards at that deer that's not a big deal shooting 50 yards in the rut is not the same thing Mm -hmm. you know so chris is like um i don't know he's like well we really need to kill bully and i'm like well i'll shoot that 10 pointer same thing you know i had to have the talk with him like i I will shoot the the other one (laughs) so we're having a full discussion you know i'm trying to let him let me kill this other buck that you know that showed up and he's like, yeah, if you want to, go ahead. I'm like, all right, sweet. Drop the window. I'm ready. Range him. He's at 55. Finally comes into like 50, like 50.2 or something. 
He's not moving. I'm like, all right, dude, I got this. 50 yards, ranged him a couple times. I got a single pin sight right to 50. And I'm like, you know, full draw. Wham, smack your mic. Full draw. And uh, That's your bow, like, blown up. Yeah, for smack. <laughs> no shit. No shit. My chair was creaking like that, though. Every time I moved and there's a snap, you're like, oh, Was the deer ever looking at you? Dude, they are so, they don't care yeah. out there. It seems like they're so chill. And they're chowing those soybeans, too, mm-hmm. and they start eating. So I go full draw on them, 50 yards. And I said, all right, Chris, are you good? And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Because he's filming, yeah. Because he's filming. So I'm like, okay. I would say, hey, we're in no rush, man. Just let me know. You know, he hasn't moved in five minutes. So Chris gets the front window open, sticks his hand out the front window with the camera. So he's not filming through glass. Mm -hmm. Zooms in, sets it in focus. This probably takes 10, 15 seconds. I'm like, all right, you good? He's like, I'm good, man. I'm on him. So as soon as I put my finger on the trigger to shoot, Buck starts walking. I'm like, shit, dude. He hasn't moved in five minutes. Don't move now. So he just starts walking. He stops again. I'm like, Chris, are you good? He's like, I'm good. So I settle my pin again. He starts walking again. I'm like, no. So he stops again. So this is the third time. And you don't want to have to stop him if you don't have to. No, I really don't want to, especially at a long distance. Right. And I'm still trying to like, okay, maintain my heart rate, my mental capacity, like stay cool. But I am a little frazzled now because once you settle your pin, like I got a process I go through in my head, like, all right, work my way up the leg, settle the pin set my finger on the trigger and it's like a full process. So I've went through that pop process three times. Now I'm frazzled because yeah. you don't practice that in the yard. As much as you want to practice, you can't practice when it's like a high stress, like heart beating situation. Mm-hmm. So now he's about to leave. Now I'm in panic mode because now he's walking. He's about to clear some distance. And Chris is like, let your bow down, let your bow down. What, what distance is he, is he at now? So he was at 50 and he walked, he's walking directly left. So from what I could see, he wasn't changing distance. He's just walking directly left. Okay. So if I would have thought he was like changing much distance, I think I would have just set my bow down and, mm-hmm. you know, but I also only have so much. I'm already at the halfway point in my window. If I let him keep going, it's just going to get more tricky to right. keep turning back. And Chris is like, we're changing distance. We're changing distance. And I'm like, no, dude, we're good. He's still 50. You know, we're good. And then I'm like, shit, you know, if I don't stop him, he's going to leave. So I, just, I don't know why I try to like lip squeak him like a coyote or something. I just wanted to make a noise, not right. like a you know, fully alert deer. I just, just yep. something stopped him, settled the pen. You good? I'm good. Starts walking. I'm like, okay, now I'm panicking. So, you know, just stop, stop this deer. I got to get this arrow out of here. I, I got to look and see how long. I feel like it was over a minute. I was full draw because <laughs> it was, it was chaos. It had to have been over a minute. It, it felt like an hour. So that's how you know mm-hmm. it's a minute. Yeah. Um, but finally he stops, he's fully alert. I settle the pin the best I can. And when I shoot, I I don't know why, but I was like mid body. Like if you were to cut the top and the bottom half of the deer completely in half, I was aiming mid body, which which normally long distance is a little bit lower, safer. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was just so frazzled. I remember aiming mid body, squeezing the trigger. And when I squeezed, I could, the second the shot broke, I knew I was high. I just, Mm. I just knew I was, I see the arrow and I'm like, oh shit, sailed. Right over uh, his back. He ducked a little bit, but the arrow just went over his back. I think he, after he left, I ranged my arrow. My arrow was like 47 yards. So, I so think he was a little closer. He was at like 45, 43, and I shot 50-yard pin, mid-body, plus a duck. So Eesh. so what did the other deer? I mean, the bully bucks in the field, too, and there's other does. Like, did everybody freak out or what? No, they didn't even know what happened. Even the deer that I shot at didn't know what happened. They, really? They jumped off two jumps, like, to the point to where now he's at, like, 56, and I was like, you know, I, I don't deserve to shoot him at a 56, cause I right. <laughs> you know, but I was like, shit, you know? So Chris is a little bummed. I'm a little bummed. You know, we get an opportunity and 
I kind of blew it, you know, so we just shut the window right off the gate. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if he's coming back into the beans, shut the window. I don't deserve to shoot at anything in here anymore. <laughs> oh, so that's like just a mental mush there. It, it, you know, it, it's like, was it me? Was he too far? Was, you know, my sight off or, you know, I guess, you know, going back that night, what was your thought process and what did you think you had to do to, to kind of get back into the game? It was a really weird feeling. You're like, you're mad at yourself mm-hmm. because you're a bow hunter and you, you train for this moment. Right. And I feel like everything was right. Like I kept checking my list and, you know, checking it out, checking it, checking it. But just that 1% on the end, I fucked up. So um, going back that night, I was really just a little bit mad at myself. I wasn't angry, but I was like let down with myself. Like right. I should have executed on this. I had a moment. I'm in a box blind. The deer is right here. Like it's never going to get any easier than that, right. dude. Like you need to figure this out. So <clears throat> the next day I aggressively shot my bow for like probably hours. Cause you're not hunting mornings, probably. No, not hunting mornings. <clears throat> and also we didn't have the correct wind for the next two days, I think. To get back in that same spot. To, to get back. Um, yes. So it would have been two days from that day. I would have been able to go back. Okay. I was supposed to go home that day. And I was like, called Lauren. Hey, I just missed a giant deer. And two days from now, I can go back in and try again. So what do we got? I'm going to extend my trip. I'm going to extend my trip. You're asking permission. I'm asking permission. She's like, go ahead and whatever you want See, to do. See, hey, you know, Kurt Geyer said this, you know, you can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. That's right. So you know you picked a good one. When That's she's right. like, stay. She knows how passionate we are about white oh, yeah. tails. And you yeah. get an opportunity and she hears it in my voice. So she doesn't say no. She, mm-hmm. she loves me, so. Well, jury's out on that. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I aggressively shot my bow that next day. At distance or what? Distance from, yep. from 20 yards to 60, 70 yards. Was your pins off? Or Dude, what? I'm dialed. Freaking, really? Freaking so it was, it was you? It was me. And I knew it was me from the second I mm-hmm. broke the shot. And where I aimed on the deer. He's got a Glendale in his yard. And you can back all the way up to 70. And I'm like, all right. I actually took like his office chair that he has in his blind from his re-enacted house, reenacting it. And I'm like, all right, chill. All right, here you go. Yep. Put it mid body and it hit the top of the Glendale. I'm like, yeah, so it was me pure. It was me. So I shot, <clears throat> so I shot literally for the next couple hours, just from 20 yards to 70 yards to 20 yards to 70 yards until I was like, you can't fuck this up anymore. Right. Like I wanted to shoot so like to the point to where I feel like even if I was so stressed out, I'm still going to hit where I wanted mm-hmm. to. <clears throat> so I kind of went through that and fixed it. You know, that was kind of where. So, you know, you had two days to wait, but you still hunted, yeah. didn't you? So you went to some different spots. <clears throat> Nothing transpired. No, I, I ended up uh, going over onto my farm and hunting the stand that I killed that buck out of on Halloween, the top mm-hmm. stand. That stand really wasn't the most ideal stand for, you know, where I was, but it was just like a visual thing, like top of the hill. I can at least see if I get to see some of these deer. Like, there's not even a shooter here that I know of. So, right. I just want to be able to see them type yep. deal. Um, you know, I wasn't going to sit the house and not hunt. So, that day, yep. it was just like burned a day type deal. So, you burnt two days. Nothing really happened. Going into the day oh. where you had the better or the good wind again to get in that same spot. Like, take me through that. Like, same. Like, what's the what's the weather doing? Is it is it getting colder? Is it cold? Or is it warm? Or what is it? So the reason I went out there when I did is because there was a good cold front coming in. I actually arrived in those like hurricane winds. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Like yep. from people from Iowa. And yep. We had it here too. I almost got to Chris's house and then I got hit by a freaking hurricane. 
I was like 20 minutes from his house and my phone goes off. I'm like, what is that? 90 mile an hour winds take shelter immediately. And it was just blowing me all over the road. I hid in a Walgreens for like 20 minutes really? and let it go through. And then I continued to Chris's house. So <laughs> when I left for Chris's house, it was 75 degrees. And the next morning when I got up after the storm and stuff, when I got up, went out to my truck, it was 32 degrees. Okay. So it, it happened. It did happen, but it did get up to like 44 or 45 mm-hmm. during the day. So, but it was, it was fairly cold. You know, it's 45 is a high of the day, you know, it's dropping down to 25s at night or something. That's pretty good hunting yep, weather. So I gotcha. So coming into that evening, it's, you know, low 30s then. What's the wind? Is it high winds, you know, pretty moderate, 10, 15 mile an hour? Yep, that's exactly what it was. West west wind is what we needed to hunt that box blind because okay. they, they're coming out of the west. So we want something west blind. So they're coming into the food with the wind, wind at their back then. I mean, even if they went any direction over there they're still gonna we still have a safe wind i guess that's that's what uh, that, I, that makes sense i'm just saying you don't hear of a lot of deer coming to food or a destination with the wind at their back you know right. they like to have they like to have their nose typically yeah you know working so they can smell anything for sure both times that we seen these deer and they came into the beans we had straight west winds and they walked straight tell me this I, i've got a theory too and and i i started thinking about this theory about this exact scenario because behind my house here you know we're i'm all ag around me there's i can see for a mile so i had a shooter buck this year i talked about this a little bit earlier in the october podcast uh talking about this buck i watched a buck go a long way a couple hundred yards with the wind at it you know at his back the whole time he's walking with the wind and i'm like so then I started thinking, like, why? Well, the only thing that I can come up with is that he could see where he was going for a long ways away. Like, he didn't have any danger close to him. He'd be right. able to see. And he, I felt like that deer wanted to smell if anything was coming up behind him right. where he couldn't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes total sense, honestly. I'm wondering if that's, like, a scenario. Because these deer that you're looking at are coming to a, a destination food source where they can see for a long way before they get there, they can tell what's all right. there and they're just hoping nothing nips them in the butt. Yeah. I, I think it's that. And then also these deer, once they do something multiple times on different winds, habitual, habitual patterns. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, but like sometimes you always say like we give them too much credit type deal. And I think it was just, he's like, huh, I did this a few times. I'm good. I'm just going to jump into this bean field with the wrong wind and it is what it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so coming into that night, you're thinking carbon copy of two nights before. Yes. You know, it's looking the same. Yeah. Chris and I are having the debate, turn up plot or beans? At the house. At the house. Because I got a phone call that night. Yeah. <laughs> I, call, I called you and my gut's telling me soybeans and Chris is saying we're going to turn up plot. So, okay, let's, let's, let's break this down. I get a phone call. I'm having dinner or getting ready to have dinner with my family. I get a phone call. You and Chris are arguing. Not <laughs> like, having like a married, you're arguing like, like a, a married, married couple, couple. <laughs> at Chris's house. Like, hey, what was your point of your phone call? Did I call you earlier that day or were you calling me back or were you calling for my... I was losing a fight and I was calling <laughs> you for like phone a phone a friend. And I didn't know that you guys were fighting. Yeah. I think... If I remember right, you were just like, hey, this is the scenario. Do I go here or here? So I guess I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. We weren't actually arguing. Chris will let me go wherever I want. But it was one of those things where like, dude, he was in the turnip plot way before he was in the beans. We should probably just go to the turnips because he's going to do it again. Yep. 
And my gut's telling me, no, it's pretty cold. We got a west wind, and ultimately they ended up in the beans. The beans is the main attraction. Even if he stopped at the And you're plot. talking about a turnip plot that's only 150 yards from the beans. They're really close. Yeah. And I was just like, no. Wait a second. Okay, I got to stop. Last week, I did a podcast with Dan Smeltz that we talked about this inner demon in you and how you ultimately try to overcome that that's because it. preconceived notions. This, when you called me and you said whatever you said, and you saw the bully buck show up in daylight in this turnip plot two days before, okay? So you have that preconceived notion already in your head. So you're thinking turnips, or you're thinking beans. Chris is saying turnips for I don't know what reason, but right. just because. So when you called me, you said, what, what do you think? And I said, go with your gut. And you said... My gut doesn't know what to do. And I said, no, your gut always knows what to do. <laughs> it's your head, your preconceived notions, your inner demon that's telling your gut not to go that way for something. Right. So how did that play out? So I said, my gut's telling me soybeans. You said, go to the freaking soybeans and don't think about it again. Well, and, and I even said, before you said that, I said, <clears throat> how cold is it? I said, what does Mark Drury always say? When yeah. it's cold, go to grain. When it's warm, go, go to, to greens. greens. And I said, dude, it's cold. I said, go to grain. Go to grain. Go to beans. Yep. Yeah. And then Chris, yeah, I remember you saying on the phone, Chris is shaking his head no right now because yeah, yeah. he wanted to go. And this is not a bash on Chris No, at all. absolutely no. not. Chris will let, us, let me go anywhere I want. He didn't care. Yeah. So, and I said, go with your gut. You go to the beans. Call yep. me when you kill him. So I never told you this part. So we're almost to the soybeans that night and I'm looking at the turnips, like out of the corner of my eye and I like grab Chris by the hoodie. I'm like, should we go to the turnips? He's like, no, we're going to the beans. I'm like, okay, we're going to the beans. <laughs> So see, we, we almost, the little inner demon wanted to go to the... I know. We almost changed plans, and they never stepped foot on the turnips that night. Look at that. They're in the soybeans. Hey, I killed that buck for you. No, yeah, I'm kidding. You, I'm kidding. It helped, nope. for sure. That's why I called you. So, okay, play, play that scenario. You get in the stand. <clears throat> what happens? So same wind, same temperature, same temperature drop. I mean, it was a spitting image replica day of two days ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel confident with my bow. There's the biggest thing right there. It's not, not the same as the other day because I feel very confident in my bow. Now I'm just praying like, Hey, can I please have another opportunity at that deer or bully buck? Bully buck's the one I really wanted to kill. <clears throat> the other one is just a, a random big buck that showed up. So mm -hmm. I'd be happy with either, but bully buck's the one I want to kill. Because the bully buck never came close enough two nights before. He didn't. No, you he did didn't. a bird in the hand kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, he's here. I'm going to shoot him. That's right. That's yeah. pretty much it. And uh, not sitting there too long, 300 yards straight across the field. First year it pops out, bully buck at 300 yards. I'm really? like, you got to be shitting me. There he is, dude, 300 yards. And Chris is like, he's never going to come this way. I'm like, come on, don't say that shit. And he's like, he's never coming over here. He's going to go to the turnups. He's just, you know, I'm like, bro, you got to motivate me, not <laughs> demoralize me here. Give me some <laughs> chances, you know. And, uh, dude, it was crazy the, the box was looking at that he kind of like glanced at the beans at like 300 yards and i watched the decision he made he just goes and he just beelined from 300 yards to the soybeans i, really? I watched it dude from when he made that decision at 300 yards i got nervous Cause, really because i was like oh shit like i just got chills 300 yards i watched the decision you know what i mean like happened in his head <clears throat> happened in his head so i filmed is him. there any other deer around yeah he, he, there was like five little bucks with him like little four pointers little six pointer spike it was like a bachelor group. They were all together. They were eating. Bachelor party in the beans tonight. That's, that's right, dude. And I didn't see the one I missed, which is kind of funny. Uh, he's like, I ain't hanging out over there. It's yeah. sketchy. 
<laughs> so they're on a on a beeline right to you. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm coughing so much. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they're on, dude straight at us, and he comes in. Like I said, I'm panicking the whole time because I already know like he's gonna do the same thing. So he comes in, goes under the fence, and range him. Guess what? Sixty yards. I'm like, fucking deer is gonna hang out right there. You know, we just gotta wait him out. And um, not too much longer, he started creeping a little bit closer and a little bit closer and. <clears throat> I'm sitting on the right side of the blind and he's on my left side. So I'm shooting him out of like Chris's window, if that makes sense. So yep. Yep. normally you have a 12 inch window, but when you angle it, I have like a four inch window. Mm-hmm. Well, I start moving my chair around. I'm ranging him. And finally I range him at like 44 and he's head down. He's sitting there. Perfect. And I tell Chris, I'm like, 44 is good, dude. Like I pure confidence, not asking permission. Like 40, you just shot your bow the day before. Just shot like, my bow. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking I'm going to draw my bow. Chris is going to say he's good. And if my pin moves, I'm going to set my bow back down mm-hmm. because that's not going to cost me anything. It's yeah. like, basically like I just tried to reassure myself. Like you have all the time in the world, draw your bow. If you're not confident, put your bow back down. Mm-hmm. So Chris, I'm going to draw my bow. Yep. Okay. You're on him. I made sure he was like on him before I drew my bow back this time. Yep. So he's on him. Focus is good. GoPro's running, everything's running. I'm like, all right, ranged him 44, pins at 44. He's not moving. And he actually starts to like kind of like turn like his body. He opened everything right up, dude. He's like in a C. Oh yeah. Quartering away a little bit. Quartering away. Per I mean, exactly what you need. And he's dead set in the center of this window that I need to shoot out. Like over my left hand side. Everything's just perfect. <clears throat> and to make it even better, I'll have to zoom up and show you. But this deer had a black spot on the deer like where i needed to hit him i don't know if it's just fur was just fluffed up right there that's a sign from the big man upstairs Dude, saying, this god, is yours god's like he, he's gonna hurt these things i'm gonna put a little dot on this one like <laughs> so i don't know what's going on <laughs> i was like oh thanks for that so I, i'm like all right here we go you know draw the bow anchored Dude, rock solid. I mean, like, the most confident I've ever felt with my bow in my whole life. I already knew Chris was on him. All I had to worry about was a shot. Yep. And just, after, even after I shot, is one of those times, you know, you just shoot and you mm-hmm. just hold. Just hold, hold, yep. hold. Dude, and I watched it. Just through the air, 44 yards, boom, smoked him. Mm. Like, heart shot, mm. smoked him. So I'm panicking, you know, just because I'm freaking out. little school girl. I'm a little school girl. Chris has seen this happen a million times. He's not as happy as I am. He's just cool. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> losing my mind. Buck runs off, hops the fence, goes about 60 yards, wide leg, tips over right on video. Oh, my god! Freaking gosh. goes down. Then I come unglued. I, like, put my head through the roof of the blind. I was hugging Chris. I blacked out. I don't know. It was like I won an Oscar or something. And <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I love the blackout <clears throat> stage where it's just like, you know, you and I were watching some footage here about some of my hunts this year, and you're, it would, the camera would go back to me, and I was just making noises like, yeah, that, that, you know, you don't know what to say. You're like, what the it's heck? It's the same thing I do. Like, words don't come out. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, you're just so, you're so excited. You wait for that moment all year, yep. dude. It's that one moment. It's like a 10 second moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole year revolves around is that 10 it seconds. It is, dude. And, you know, I kind of want to go back and, and nail home the point of like that inner demon. Dan yeah, and I dude. talked about it last week and it's like, if you could, I still fight with it, even though I'm like, go with your gut, go with your gut. I fight with it every day yeah. and it's hard to like get over that, but it's the preconceived notions of you didn't, you've never, you've seen them do that one night and it's like, why not go there? Cause you have that like most re- recent information, but look at this. He comes in from a different way this time right. and doesn't even go over to the, 
And I don't think it's an equation. I think it's literally going with your gut. It's a, I think more you think about it, the more likely you're going to screw it up. Hundred percent. I think you just go with your gut. Just if that's what you got think, to. just do it. Don't don't overthink it. You got to go with the gut. Are you really doing? I'm a firm believer in that. So no, that's awesome, dude. What a slammer. I yeah. mean, he's probably you haven't taped him yet, have you? I did. He was like high 120s. Oh, okay, but okay. I'm horrible at measuring deer. Like you could measure him, he could be 140. Like I'm so yeah. bad at measuring. I think him. just by looking at him, he's probably right at 130. Yeah, probably, probably. as an eight or a nine pointer. Yeah, great buck. Yeah, he's a good buck. He's yep. he's probably he's just got way because he's like a man from eight. He's actually a nine, but he's just got such long tines. Mm-hmm. He's like baskety, and he's just yep. he just looks sweet. You know, it's cool. Yeah, he's, he's a badass deer. He's hell of a year, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I came off a, a long dry spell. So Lauren killing in September, shot the other one on Halloween, and then that one on December 20th. Yeah, I'm ready for a dry spell. I mean, I it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just like gearing up like, okay, I'm going to go like four years without killing a buck. Here, here we go. You know, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I hope it you, doesn't. You got it figured out, man. You got to fix on the game at this point, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm one of those people that's like, okay, I've been, I've been having things go way too right for so long that there's going to be a big fall. There's going to be like, uh, he doesn't deserve this anymore. You know, brings a new meaning to the fall podcast. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. The fall is going to just start. Hopefully not. I'm going to knock on wood. Yeah. You better dude. Thanks for just, Dude, in the new studio slash office, you just come in and just throw some random stupid crap out oh, there. Oh, jeez. That would be good. No way, dude. You you had a killer season, too. You got three racks behind me right here, so that's, that's awesome. It's been good, man. It has. I'm ready to I'm ready to up the ante, and we can kind of – I don't know what's going to happen, but you and I are talking a lot about doing public land next year, at least one trip, um, maybe some Ohio, maybe Indiana, um, something. So – that's the next goal for me is uh, I want to kill a public land buck. So you want to turn the difficulty level up just a little bit. I do. Same I really th- do. Not me. I want to turn it down. You just, you're, you're wanting uh, quantity right now. Quantity. Moments. I want to have more moments. I think I want to have the best odds with the, mo- you know, the best moments. Like, not like I'm lazy. I just really want to put myself in the position to see the most shooter bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you go to like public or like you and I were talking about, you go to public, those those go down a lot. Those get, get a lot slimmer. You see a lot mm-hmm. less shooter bucks. I'm not saying you can't, but you got to work a lot harder. I think I'm ready for the <clears throat> challenge of seeing different trees. I'm ready for the challenge of like reading different terrain, reading different sign uh, in a different area and really putting my skills skills to, to the test. test yeah you know and property that i've never hunted yeah so that's that's where i'm at with it right now i can see that you, you've done a lot of traveling you've killed bucks in a lot of states a lot mm-hmm. of really good bucks in a lot of states yep. and that's awesome when, once you've done that in so many states you're kind of like what's next mm-hmm. how do i challenge myself more that's why we bow hunt for the challenge and that's yep. why you film for the challenge and yep. you, you start adding all these things it's like, all right, now I've I've filmed it. I've killed a 170. I've done this. I've done this, 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 this. How can I make it harder? So yep. going over to public, that. Um, my goal is to kill a 200-inch on public. Typical. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I spot flipped over my chair. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's not my goal. I mean, it'd be great if it happened, but that's not my goal. It's not impossible. There's my guys goal, that have done it. Oh, yeah, for sure. My goal is just to kill a public land buck. Public land buck. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yep. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, cool, man. We're right at literally an hour right now. It's perfect. Perfect. Good story, dude. Congrats. For sure. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming up here. And I guess let's start building a podcast table. Sounds good. (laughs) 
thanks guys i appreciate everybody and all their support and all the downloads uh, i can't thank you guys enough so yeah go to itunes leave a five-star rating and leave a written review and don't forget we'll be right here next week on the fall podcast Thank you.